Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here for another episode of Wuxia Weekend with Dion and Kenny, and we are talking about Wu Yen, a 2001 film directed by Johnny Toe and Wai Kai Fa. It has an all-star cast with Sammy Cheng, Anita Moy, and Cecilia Chung. Uh, it's basically about uh, sort of like a legend uh, about an emperor who is enchanted by a fox spirit and involved in a love triangle with uh, a female heroine and the fox spirit. And uh, it's kind of a sort of a, a little bit of a nonsensical style movie uh, and, and, and mostly leans on the comedy. Uh, so uh, before we get into sort of any of the plot details or any of that stuff, just, you know, what, what, were you, what, what, what was everybody's opinion of it? And uh, Kenny, why don't we start with you? Because this was the movie that you, you recommended. So it's, it's sort of... Yeah, um, I watched this movie like when it was relatively new, and um, I was quite young then, and I enjoyed the movie. Um, there's a bit of nostalgia goggling here. Uh, watching it again now, I just, uh, I think I've matured since then, and I, I, I don't think that, though the movie's still like pretty amusing and stuff, but it wasn't as good as I remember it being, um, and. Yeah, this isn't the type of movie where you have to put much serious thought into or anything in the plots or characters. They've got very simple sort of lessons and uh, um, and and sort of messages that they want to convey. Um, and I think yeah, you mentioned before the podcast started that this was like sort of like a New Year uh, movie. You know, we released around the Lunar New Year time when sort of. Uh, People, you know, you have have time off. It's not like a, like the equivalent of, I guess, a summer summer um, summertime movie for for the West, right? So I, people just watch it and once and just forget about it, basically. Well, they're kind of known for being a little bit on the uh, wild side too, right? Like they kind of get a little bit crazy the movies during that yeah. time. Yeah, and they tend to be sort of comedies, and and this is this falls like solidly in the category of Morley Tell movies, which is. Uh, uh, slapstick humor type of uh, type, type, uh, genre, I guess. Um, uh, you know, sort of like um, sort of Stephen Child, what he specializes in. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed the movie. Um, it's just not a good movie, it's, but it's definitely entertaining. I think it's one of those things you you, you can watch if uh, if you want to turn your mind off and 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 and. Um, <laughs> watch a ridiculous spectacle unfold i'm not sure exactly how i feel about the movie it was definitely entertaining in parts you definitely cannot take this movie seriously at all it was just wacky and crazy and kind of off offbeat like really offbeat um but it is entertaining so you should at least watch it once but it's not like the best movie that you're ever gonna see. It's not the worst movie you'll ever see. Yeah, and I, I think, I think I might still be very immature, Kenny, because I was, I was, I felt, I thought it was hysterical this movie. I was laughing the whole time, and I was like, even noting how much I was, like, I was just laughing a lot, and uh, and and it's really silly humor. Like it's like a lot of the humor is like. Uh, you know, a little juvenile at times or just kind of, uh, 
you know, it's like a joke that keeps getting repeated over and over again. Like there's like like one of the guards, the big joke with him is he just he's flatulent. And, and it just it just comes up constantly throughout the film. Um, and uh, but but I, I, I liked it, uh, I, I think, because a lot of the humor was very even if you didn't understand like all of the cultural details or all the language, it was sort of conveyed in the physicality of the performances. And and I thought that the like the enthusiasm of the actors kind of sold it for me. Like I just like even if I didn't necessarily get the joke, I was laughing just because like Anita Moy was making like a funny face at the end of the at the end of the line. Um, and also there were there were there were a few moments in there where it was just like one joke, like right after another. It was like it was really relentless. And so that just kind of kept me laughing. Um but but it's definitely a movie, and and again we're technically doing this as part of the Spirited Beast Month because uh, you know the premise is the the king uh, he unleashes this this fox spirit woman uh, who uh, falls in love with a character that he's trying to marry, um, but he does it he ends up falling in love with the fox spirit himself because the woman he's trying to marry is ugly because she's got like a red stain on her face and. You know, it's just, I don't know, it's, um, it, the, the, the plot's also kind of amusing, even if you like, when you break down the, the, the basic ideas of it. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, uh, so, so I'm curious, uh, what, uh, what, like you said, you said that you, you enjoyed it more when you were a kid. So what, what did you enjoy less this time, I guess? Like what, what were some of the things that, you thought were funny then, but you didn't find as funny this time. Um, I don't think I found it any less funny, but it's more the realization that the the jokes are all very juvenile. That <laughs> that more than anything else, it's just like you know things things that seemed like oh um very sort of vocal, very very like groundbreaking to me at the time because I've never seen these sorts of jokes before. But over the years, you know, they're they're very um. You know, they're, they're, they're tropes that, you know, are iterated again and again in various other types of slapstick movies. And once you sort of get the the pattern or the beat for it, then, then you, you can sort of see it coming. And mm-hmm. it's it's less of a um, less of an impact um, the, the more you see it. But I think it's one of those things where the first time you see it, you're going to be pretty taken by the movie. But as you go, as you watch it again or, you know... Um, you re, you know, not even just rewatching it immediately, but like several years down the line or whatever, I, I think it loses a bit of the entertainment factor on that side. Okay, okay. Um, so what what uh, what were some of you guys' favorite scenes in the movie, or just some of the stuff that you thought that you guys would agree worked? I sh- I think we should talk about the cast first of all. Okay, all the right, casting right. for the, for the movie is one of the things that really makes it all work together. I mean, um, it's pr- it's pretty star studded. Um, Anita Mui, Cecilia Chang, and Sammy Chang are all very big names in Hong Kong, and this is part, probably part of the reason why I got to watch the movie in the first place, mm. just because it's one of those things where it, it where it's just like these heavenly queens ish people <laughs> got together to make a, a, a slapstick movie and it's just like why would you not watch it yeah, yeah. um and yeah the, and i think um i i don't remember if sammy Chang at that point uh had done much acting and uh by the see the chang and Nita Mui have um 
Well, this had was... a number of movies under under their belt at that point in time, right? I think. Well, Anita um, Moy died just a couple years later, I think. So she, I mean, she, yeah, she was yeah. like a, she had a lot of movies uh, prior to this one, but um, yeah. But I, yeah, I, th- I thought that she really, I, I liked her as the emperor. I thought, I thought, I mean, it was, it was a really over the top performance. But you know, I, I really, the thing, the thing that was surprising to me was I really believed her as a guy, like. You know, like, she, like, she really, yeah, I did not, not, not in the sense of like, oh, she's deceiving me. Like she looks like a guy, but like she carried herself like, like just, I just, I don't know. I, I kind of forgot about. The... She had the sleazy factor going really well. Yeah. Like the way she, she portrayed the whole sniveling sleaziness of the emperor was just perfectly done. I thought. Yeah. Like I bought into the character. Um, but also, you know, but it wasn't like, a, like, you know, like. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a serious effort to to present herself to the world as a man. Do you know what I mean? Like she, like it, you, you know, you still knew it was Anita Moy, and there, there's, there's sort of a, um, I don't know, like there's the the movie's not, uh, it, it's not like they're uh, seriously trying to, uh, uh, you know conceal the fact that 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 it's anita moy um but uh but yeah i don't know but i I thought she did a really good job and i liked um i liked cecilia chung as the uh as the fox spirit and i thought sammy cheng as the as the heroine was was a really uh interesting character um but i think my favorite was actually i like the advisors the best the advisors sort of constantly going around rebuking the emperor and uh uh, you know, just the, uh, you know, every time he would do something bad, they're just like, oh, the emperor is, you know, is is a lech and he's dooming the the empire, and you know, they're sort of like doing these like on off the cuff memorials to him. Um, and he, and it, and yeah, it, the, it, the historian character was yeah. pretty. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he was my favorite. <laughs> just the way he exaggerated everything, you know, it was like the collapse of the calamity of the country <laughs> and uh, unfilio unf- emperor. <laughs> Drowning in last or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It was I, I thought I thought it was it was really amusing. Um, but uh, but the and the other character that I I, I really liked uh, was was uh, the rebel. Was it Patriot C, uh, played yeah. by Raymond Wong? Uh, that character who, what was it? He he appeared. Uh, he appeared. They had some kind of martial contest that he won, and he was going to be given a position, but. The emperor was furious because he's married to uh, to the uh, uh, Wu Yen character at this point, who has the um, the weird mark on her face that's supposed to make her ugly. And the emperor is furious about this, so he sort of he because uh, the patriot character has a similar mark on his face. He sort of unleashes all of his pent up rage at him, and and this this ultimately leads him to rebel against <laughs> against the empire. And, uh, and, and it's a really, I, I mean, that was really elaborate. Like the, the number one, he, he, he tries to kill the emperor. And when he breaks in, like, there's all this other stuff going on where, uh, where Yin Chun has, uh, convinced the emperor to dress up as a woman so he can go to, what was it like the North palace and spy on, uh, Wu Yen, who's now his wife, uh, in order to catch her having an affair with Yin Chun. Um, so Yin Chun's kind of setting her up and the Patriot, uh, falls in love with the emperor dressed as a woman, and then the emperor weaves this whole. T- the the emperor 
decides to like to really play up the the deception and it's like oh my life is a big tragedy the emperor's forced me to marry against my will and blah 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 and then he he gives the rebel a jade hairpin and says you know use the, use the money from this to start your rebellion and so he like plants the seed of of this massive rebellion against him that comes to fruition later in the movie um so you know things like this i just th- those were the things that i really liked about the film yeah, it, it, yeah, the, the plot. Yeah, the, you have to give it a little bit of credit, I guess. And it's not as simple or straightforward sometimes. Like they they throw in a lot of random things. Like the the mahjong scene with the with all the other kings was like a ra- really random. I thought, but it just that made was so pretty much sense. cool though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was like one of my favorite scenes. It was kind of like um, family game night. Here in America, we have a, you know, they try to have family game night where everybody gets together and plays a game. And here the Fox um, Fox Spirit is trying to get everybody to play these different games in order to stall. So I thought that was pretty clever to kind of throw stuff in like that. Well, it was really funny, too, because then he ends up, like, losing everything in the Mahjong game, everything. right? And and didn't Wu Yen, like, win all of the, like, she, she didn't she come back victorious and and he had lost everything? Was that the yeah? Um, yeah. She, she she beat the she beat the armies on the battlefield. Comes back to find that the emperor has lost all the cities and counties that she defended. Basically, <laughs> anyway. So there's a, there's a lot of scenes like that, um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I when I see scenes like that too, I really wish I knew more about Mahjong because that, there's a lot of the humor seems specific to the to the game itself. Um, it's funny because it, it makes the assumption that every, like everyone you know who speaks Cantonese will basically know the rules of mahjong, um, and I guess that this, I, I mean I guess you know using a population size of one, I can say that I know the rules of mahjong even though I can't play it myself. So, okay, um, <laughs> so maybe it is true because it's just such a it's, it's such a uh, prolific game in Hong Kong and China that every, everybody will have some exposure to it at some point if you grow if you like have relatives or grew up there um but the, the sort of joke going on there is that they are make, like um ying chun and the emperor are just trying to make up the rules as they go along and the very first hand that they that, that they win you know the only game that they win on, um on camera anyway was like using the most basic of like the lowest tier of uh winning hands that was that's available um Whereas all the other emperors, when they were trying to win the first round, that they had like all these super rare yeah. hands that were like yeah, you know. Um, that, that that part I that got one, that that one yeah. part I kind of figured out, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It was a very well executed joke. <laughs> the way it comes back kind of <laughs> biting with the ass. And and the whole the whole concept of the, the 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 core love triangle is sort of about how the emperor is in. Uh, what, what is it they they say? Uh, uh, Wu Yen when all is wrong and Yin Chun when all is right. So he's sort of you know when 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 everything's peaceful and fine, he's always doting on Yin Chun. But when uh when when there's a crisis and he needs somebody who's capable, his 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 attention shifts to Wu Yen. Um, and there's all See, oh go I, ahead go ahead. I was gonna say like that's particular saying like I I don't know if this movie originated that saying because um. I don't recall learning about it anywhere else, so that makes sense. Okay. Um, 
so I I do wonder if this movie is like I mean, maybe there was historically like a a, a Wu Yan character and a Ying Chun character. Like we are, we obviously have to exclude the existence of fox spirits and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But um, it's possible that historically the, the Emperor Qi may have had two concubines, one who had like military power and stuff, and one who was just beautiful. Um, but maybe the fighting was to a le- maybe the conflict was to a lesser extent than what was portrayed in this movie because I don't think even in the Warring States period at any point did six of the countries gang up on uh, one, one, one of the <laughs> but, uh, and and one general defended the, <laughs> the entire country against six other armies. I don't think that was the thing that happened, but <laughs> maybe well, my history's rust. Well, and one of the one of the funny things that kind of keeps happening to the movie is. Uh, basically, like Yin Chun is is trying to disrupt things because Yin Chun is in love with Yuan, and Yin Chun can be either a man or a woman in this until she gets pregnant at the end, and then she suddenly can't shift. But uh, but she, she basically keeps causing wars and and and, and problems, uh, you know, by doing things like insulting envoys. Like at one point, she slaps an envoy, and that leads to war. And then they have like the Seven Nations Games. And I think she insulted. She did something, and, uh, and she did the roundhouse slap um, yeah. six emperors, yeah, like, which is a pretty impressive. <laughs> and and, uh, and 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 so then that, so then everybody goes. So she just is constantly doing that. And there's also the sort of the the you know this this he's kind of he, he's constantly sending one of them to prison and keeping one of them as like his lover type sort of thing. So it's it's very sort of you know you're 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 in favor you're out of favor um, and uh, and in the end he, uh, you know they they kind of you know decide that oh okay like every, it it's uh you know the the situation we have is actually fine um, and uh, so um, there was also the uh, the shadow play stuff in the um, in the movie which oh, I thought yeah. was kind of cool. Because, you know, that was sort of like the framing device throughout the film where and they used it whenever they needed to elapse. Like, okay, a bunch of fighting happened. It's kind of clever because, number one, they don't have to invest any money. (laughs) And they save the budget. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you also get this really I mean, shadow play performances look really nice on on film like this. And so it was I thought I thought those interludes were were uh, were really were really effective. And the music during those scenes was um, not very well um, as well, because uh, well we were, we were looking this up, weren't we? This is um, was it uh, Yellow Plum Opera, Huang Mei Opera? Um, I guess that yeah, that, that that must be the sort of style of this. This is what the, the genre is listed as on the Hong Kong Movie Database. So I assume that the the song that was being sung there was in the style of uh, Huang Mei Opera. Um, I think I think it was Sammy Chung who sung that song. I mean, oh, wow. any any three of the main lead act- actresses here could have sung that song. <laughs> <laughs> they they are all very uh, proficient singers in their own right as well. So, um, yeah, I, don't know. I, I think the the music helped in those in those scenes very well as well. And um, and actually, the the sort of the weird sort of swordplay stuff they were doing in with the shadow puppets was um, very well done too. Like it it it. it, it it felt more fluid than you than you'd think from like just puppets. If that makes yeah. sense. No, like, no, it's really the way cool. it, it yeah. totally does. 
it, yeah, because the parrying and the and the whole yeah you know, the, the fighting stuff was the, really well done. The closest <laughs> thing I can compare it to if people haven't seen it uh, is if anyone's seen the 1992 movie uh, Dracula by Francis Ford Coppola. There's a scene in there where they have like some kind of shadow play going on, and it, and it's a similar type of situation where it it, it just it, it's 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 really sort of like technically and artistically uh, like really high quality. Um, and, uh, and it's, and it's interesting cause you get like a, the, it, it, it's like you're saying like, like, like you, the, the fighting, it, it has its own little style to it that just really looks cool on the, I don't know what you call it, like the screen that they have the shadow plays on, but people can Google it. You can Google a shadow play and they're, they're, they're really fun to watch. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know the, uh, one of one of my uh, one of the scenes that I uh, the, the scene that kind of sold me on the film really was when when the emperor goes to the to, what is it Yaksha Mountain and and Wu Yan is the leader of the Yaksha Mountain bandits and is is trying to marry her and she says okay I can do I can marry you if you can answer like these three questions and they're all like really scholarly like <laughs> erudite questions like what are the three bonds and the emperor's like oh I, I really can't answer that and then like well what are the what are the five virtues and he like really doesn't have a clue and then like, what are the six arts and he can't answer any of them and he just says you know like I forfeit and and they're like no nope, that's the right answer the right answer is that he forfeits and so like it's the you know it, it, and and it turns out that he's just you know he's just basically never never applied himself at any of any of the things that uh that he was supposed to and and Wu Yen has done everything like you know like if i was she lists off like all of her achievements like by age 8 i had done this by age 15 i had done this and it was you know and and so it was a uh, I don't know that that I, I thought that scene was pretty funny. It was, and I think that the way um, Anita Moy pulled off bragging about um, underachieving yeah. was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of somehow respect this person for just saying that they're a total like a, like a. I mean, it's an emperor, so I guess not a loser, but like a loser in in like you know just she hasn't really. There's really nothing. There's there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing good about him, yeah. basically. It's no, not at all. <laughs> uh, but they're the, the perfect that... match because he's ignorant and she's so well-trained. It's the yin and the yang. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess that's it. And, oh, and there's all... It, 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 yeah, I guess that's true. The um, uh, I, I, I feel like uh, it, it, it was... It was um, I don't know. I don't know. I lost my train of thought there. But one thing that I, I thought was 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 also kind of fun about the film was the ancestors that were in the movie. The uh, who was it? The Juan uh, ancestor Juan an ancestor Juan, who was also played by Anita Moy. Right? Was that? Is that? <laughs> it was also yeah. Um, that that was a that was a pretty that was a funny character. And there were there was like an auntie and an uncle too. I think there was some kind of there were like two other ancestors. Oh, they were um, guardian gods. Um, I, I they're just they're like basic random deities, more than more than okay. relatives. I think they were actual were they like, like war gods or something. Or yeah, yeah, earth gods. I mean, okay, so. um, but I thought that uh, 
I, I, th I thought that stuff was pretty interesting. And that also, like, the there was, like, an ongoing thing between Ancestor Juan and Yin Chun, because Ancestor Juan is initially trying to thwart Yin Chun and constantly throwing these spells at her. And then just they just rebound back on on Ancestor Juan, and he gets stuck in his own his own techniques and devices. And then he takes out what was it the the supreme the, the supreme explosive device or something 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 of that. And it's like it's like a it's like a classic circular bomb with a bomb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All, all, all all of his magical techniques and like weapons and stuff have really impressive sounding names. Um, but, but it's basically a net, a bag, a sword, and ultimately a bomb from the eighties. <laughs> and and the and the thing is, like all of his all of his all of his attempts to harm Yin Chun have have backfired on him. And he's like, "Well, I'm going to use this ultimate bomb." She's like, "Well, what's going to happen if that one backfires?" He's like, "Well, I'll die." And and uh and 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 it ends up you know getting caught in his coat or something, and then Yin Chun puts it out for him and at that point you realize she's not necessarily going to be like a totally evil fox spirit or something um you know and so because because initially when the when the uh when the movie starts she's kind she's a little bit merciless like she tries she tries to uh kill wu yen when she goes into the to the well uh you know she she goes into the well they're fighting over the ball and wu yen jumps into the well and she starts throwing stones down at her and uh and then convinces the emperor to throw boulders down there. Uh, it was a pretty slapstick scene. It was kind of weird, though. I was like, trying to work out what, what, what the thought process there was. Like, she obviously didn't, didn't want to kill Wu Yen. Um, I think maybe just had to make her give up on trying to give get the the prize ball back to the emperor. I don't know. I don't know how much of it was that, or if they were just sort of dropping like the you know the pretense and kind of you know like maybe maybe. Maybe in that moment you were supposed to take her seriously, even though it doesn't make sense for her to kill the person she's supposed to be in love with. Um, I don't know, like the, the way that she was tossing the rocks in. There's no way you could take that seriously at all, to be no, honest. Just like, I mean, she just... <laughs> but then she gets the emperor to throw a big giant, you know, like rock down there, um, and then she ends up kind of dying. Like uh, 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 Wu Yen gets out of the well and then punches her, and then. And then Wu Yen gets charged with her murder, um, and then and then Yin Chun comes back as a servant. Uh, well, at, at that point, the emperor didn't even bother asking for any of their names. Really, he yeah, has no right. idea who these women are. So, well, that's one of the funniest scenes. <laughs> so they, 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 she dies, and he's he's lamenting her loss, and then he's like, "I want like a great burial for her," and they're like, "Well, what's her name?" He's like, "I don't even know her name." Um, you know, this is supposed to be his one true love. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I, oh, go ahead. Go there on. was one. There was just one one thing I wanted to point out. Was interesting for you guys is that um, the envoy guy when he's like presenting the sword, he, he calls it the heavenly the heaven sword. sword. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it, I noticed the heaven, that. It was the same. It's the same name as the Heavenly Sword from the Heaven Sword and Dragon Saber series. So okay, so that's supposed to be the same blade. Yeah, and it was like this rusty old sword. And that that scene was pretty funny because what we see is the Emperor is is he's kind of getting extorted by these neighboring kingdoms, right? Like they come and they give yeah. him like some tree. Like he gives him a tree that oh, is that's a, that's a very classical sort of um, gangster thing to do in Hong Kong is that you would like move a big ass like tangerine or mandarin tree I can't remember what type of 
citrus fruit it was and plant it in the doorway of a business <laughs> and be like <laughs> i i am here to bring you luck and if you don't pay them they won't move the they don't move the plant out of the way okay that's a that's a clever so thing. it's a very interesting way of sort of like getting protection fees i think it's got a more <laughs> cultural sense to it than uh, than asking straight up walking to a, a place and going pay us <laughs> yeah i guess it's, i guess it's like it, it's sort of like uh the closest equivalent here is like nice nice story you have shame if something were to happen to it kind of a thing uh, yeah. but uh no, but in the, uh, yeah, and this is it was it a tangerine tree that tasted like durian? Yeah. <laughs> that was a <laughs> that was a funny. Well, scene. I, there was a lot of things they're talking about. They're like, they were using a bit of modern terminology there, I think, as well. It was just like talking about splice plants or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so it, t- it tastes like durian, which is like a very strong tasting fruit. Um, and and then and then they ask for a million gold and. And uh, any 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 and the, the emperor kind of has to give it. And then they offer the sword, and they want two cities for the sword, like this rusty sword. But they've brought a hero to uh, to use the sword, and 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 this is where like the emperor has to go. And Wu Yen is in prison at this point, essentially for being ugly and you know you know ostensibly for murdering his one true love. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 that, and that's sort of like her thing in the movie is she's she's a she's like a martial hero basically and he he he, need, he needs her to perform these kinds of deeds so he needs her to contend with this um this swordsman who's wielding the the heaven sword and then you know like we said after the situation is uh de-escalated uh yin chun ends up slapping the envoy and then they go to war um and yin chun gets banished to jail yeah we end and her swap places but I, I just really like the, the the letter thing as well. You know, where where she's she's, she's like she's con- the Yinchun uh, is constantly writing these letters to the emperor, and he's just like, oh, this slut, and he's throwing all these letters around, like not even reading them. But the moment the war is over, you know, and then we ends up like, sending all these letters, you know, asking about the emperor, and he asks, how are you? Are you are you keeping warm and that sort of stuff? He he gets bored of it and he starts picking up the letters that you're throwing aside from. Um, from Yinchen. It's all and, erotic poetry. You know, and, uh, yeah, erotic poetry. Oh no! And then he's like quietly shoving it up his sleeves. <laughs> oh no! Dirty prose. Oh, how can how can we have this? <laughs> oh, it, it was a, a great scene. Like the, the, the whole movie is full of like little you know jet little um, gems like this, but. Um, I, yeah, but like, like I said, like it, it's one of those things where once you sort of seen it once it it, it does um you sort of when we get to accept it, it, it mm. loses the back. no that's it and, and that was another one of those scenes too where the advisors sort of pipe in and say something you know like a, you know i forget what they said there but in the in the scene when he with uh uh with the heaven sword I think what they said was the emperor is seduced. His ju- his poor judgment affects everyone. The whole country is doomed. It's these really like you know these really <laughs> bold pronouncements, uh, and they and they're doing it constantly in the movie. Um, so I don't know, I, I just really I really th- those those th- those really I don't know I like the rhythm of those things, um, but yeah I I, uh, I think that um, the 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 poetry scene was was pretty indicative of the overall situation um it was just kind of you know 
uh, it, it, it was always uh, about, uh, you know, you know, lusting after Yin Chun in times of peace and 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 relying on Wu Yen in times of crisis. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think of the ending of the movie? Like, like the, you know, the end Wu Yen leaves the emperor because the emperor is kind of proven to be sort of, you know, shallow and, uh, and, and selfish. And, and then she holds a competition, uh, for her love. And, you know, the emperor has to kind of, you know, uh, uh, lower himself and, 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 and compete for Wu Yen's affection. And, and there's, and there's a, you know, and then, you know, after the competition, that's when sort of the rebellion that he planted the seed of, you know, uh, uh, or no, before the competition, right? That's what that's what kicks off her leaving. I think. Um, um, I think the fact that he lost the country and lost her in a, in a bet to the other emperors was was, was what kicked off Yen leaving. She's like, mm-hmm. well, if you can even take your wife and gamble her and lose her, <laughs> then uh, you're pretty much uh, as scummy as you can get. <laughs> Um, and the, but the, the the rebellion was re- being reported on at the same time. I don't think mm. like she really cared. Like the, the, at that point in time, the rebellion wasn't really important. Um, it was only until like everyone had left it that the rebellion sort of kicked in, and he had to disguise himself again as uh, the northern consort or whatever it was, and crawl through the pale. Despite, you know, the, the ancestor guy showing up and he's like, oh, you young filio descendant, you know, yeah, yeah. dressing as a woman, it's fine. You you know, you can be seduced by uh, an evil fox spirit. That's no problem. You can, you know, abuse your uh, lovely Wu Yen. That's okay too, but you can't dress as a woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. where we draw the line. Yeah, that's where the line is drawn. No, there was a lot of humor like that, and I thought that was one of the more effective uh, uh, parts of the movie. Is the uh, this 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 really intense patriot sea uh, guy falling in love with the emperor, um, and then demanding that uh, that when, when he does hold his rebellion, he, he he he'll only spare the emperor if uh, if if the uh, if the northern palace uh, concubine is is brought to him, and uh, and and you know and. Uh, I think he even what is he he gives up uh he gives up the throne because it's boring right like he just he doesn't yeah. even want to um, yeah but uh, but I don't know I, I I enjoyed that character and there was also a scene with um uh uh where Wu Yen she she like again you know like she's got this little red mark on her face and that's supposed to make her ugly which it really doesn't it's not like you know it's just like a little well, red... it's like a painted skin resurrection right where that it was that, like their idea of a scarring was basically a red mark on the yeah, face as well yeah. right yeah she's but she's still very it's 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 funny because she's still like she's still basically pretty um but the emperor is so repulsed by her because of this 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 red stain on her uh, uh like right above her eye and the night that she gets married, she asks um, Ancestor Juan to to help her remove it, and Ancestor Juan is proven himself to be really bad at performing magic, and he does it anyways, and it just keeps having catastrophic effects. Um, and so, like, I think I think the end result is she ends up with a beard, and then they she shave the beard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she ends up with a beard. Yeah. Well, but 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 it, but you don't realize that until the very end. So she ends up with a beard, and they shave the beard, and they're like, "Well, it's gone. Like you look beautiful." But then her voice is changed, and then 
uh, and then he's like, well, just speak in falsetto. So, so she starts speaking in falsetto, but then you find out she's got, she has a penis. And, and so like, they have to give her a special remedy and, you know, and, and it's this whole thing. And so it just kind of keeps going on and on and on. Um, and then, and then, so, but she, she, she ultimately, you know, gets the mark removed and she, you know, she has a night with the emperor and the emperor treats her very nicely because she doesn't have the mark. But then in the morning, the mark is back and, and the emperor is, you know, just, you know, the, the, the uh, you know, up to, up to the same old tricks. Um, I think the best part of that is when the emperor is like being forced to go to the bridal chambers, basically. <laughs> and then it's like, fine. I'll do it. I'll sacrifice myself and he storms in and he just like lies down on the bed going, do what you want to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they say uh, he because he because he promised to, to marry her and the advisor like, but I heard you. You said you would. And he's like, well, I'm going to go back on my word. And then like immediately the guy is like, you know, the emperor, you know, does not abide by his own word. And uh, and so it's like it's, these advisors are constantly kind of keeping him in check by just, you know, uh, by by uh by issuing these the they're kind of like memo- they're like memorials i guess i don't know exactly what they were supposed to be but um but uh but they're like they're like you know uh criticisms of the emperor that uh that he sort of has to uh stomach and um and yeah so yeah that 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 scene was was i thought pretty amusing um and i think during that scene as well when they were sort of play fighting after the emperor tries to sneak back into the bedroom after seeing that her scar was gone it was quite amusing there like there was a lot of times when you could see sammy chang like holding back laughter because it was just mm-hmm. so ridiculous and <laughs> um, yeah i, I think that you know that, that, that scene sort of highlights like the actresses in this movie, they were, they were having a blast of a time filming it, I think. And um, it, it's a bit, it is a bit of like a feel-good movie type of thing, isn't it? And, uh, and then I, I think it's fine that the, the, the plot itself was a bit ridiculous and, um, <laughs> and that the fact that the Emperor was a bit of a scum and useless, which that didn't really change even at the end of the movie really yeah. right so I, I think all that is fine as long as you take take the movie as something um which you can enjoy watching once and you can enjoy seeing the characters and the, the actresses interact with each other um well I, I would say the emperor kind of uh, changed by the end because he uh he originally he initially runs away and it looks like he's leaving them to their doom but then he comes back and he admits to um Patriot see that he's uh um that he's the northern palace queen and uh and so and then he and then he takes responsibility <laughs> and he causes the the patriot to have a a brief moment of uh confusion about his sexuality <laughs> <laughs> but then but, but he gets over it and he and he doesn't he become a, a general as he originally yeah. was uh was intended because the whole thing that happened with him was he was he, he was just supposed to be getting awarded a, a title for winning a contest anyways and it it, it mushroomed in this this full-scale rebellion um so you know was, i don't know i just the, the the way that that whole thing just originated from a small little uh you know moment was 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 was, was hysterical to me um but yeah i, th- I think i think the emperor you know kind of changed at the end um he was less scum. He, he 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 was less scummy. We don't know. Like we didn't get enough of him after the scene. Like, like, I I don't think his character was supposed to be redeemed by the end of the movie. Well, but 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, I mean, in, in, in the, even the way it's resolved, Ancestor Juan just ties a love knot around all three of them. And it's like, you know, you're like, like, I'm just like, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, you can't, you guys can't leave now. Um, so. Yeah. But the fact that she still had the, the blotch on her face, so that she was still in love with the Emperor, but she just wasn't really sure that she wanted to be with the Emperor, yeah. if that makes sense. And, um, and I guess that, that's one of the messages from the movie that I don't quite like, is that, you know, you just because you love someone doesn't necessarily mean you have to be with them if it's going to make everyone miserable. That's going to probably be way too deep for, the, for this kind of movie. Like, we don't need to think about, think so much about it, but, um... Yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd be wary of taking life lessons from a movie like this, just because yeah. it gets some really funky ideas. Uh, uh, yeah, abusive relationships are okay, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, well, and the and the whole thing. I mean, I like the thing with the love spell and how she has the mark and 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 you know, like it's you know, the more she loves him, the the more present the mark is. And if she do, if she if she isn't in love with him, then the mark will vanish. Um, and and there is a point so that you know they set that up, and then at the moment when the mark vanishes, you know exactly what it means. So I thought it was kind of an effective visual cue. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's still you know. I don't know, uh, pretty, uh, yeah, pretty, uh, hard to, 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 to say that he's a fully reformed person by the end of the movie. Um, so this is a a sort of random side question here, but do you, do you think like with a bit of tweaking, do you think this would fit into the sort of stories that, um, a strange tales type of story? Oh yeah, definitely. I do. I do. I absolutely do. Um, because it's like it's got like all the it's got like all the elements that like I sort of expect from uh, from the strange tale stories. Uh, I mean, number one, it's it's uh, like like it's some, got fox spirit. <laughs> well, well, well. There's a fox spirit, and 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 there's a love triangle, and like the you know the emperor is caught in the middle, and. You know, the, and 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 also the the fox spirit is a very human character. Like she almost doesn't have to be a fox spirit for the movie to work. Do you know what I mean? Like the like she she could work as you know just a normal woman who just happens to have been really seductive and won over the emperor somehow. Um, and and so like so you know all, it, it it fits in that sense that like the supernatural feels like kind of almost like every day in a lot of ways. Um, and also it just it just it just seemed to be like the kind of pattern that you would that you see in a lot of these Pooh Songling stories. And I was even wondering if it was one and I just didn't know. You know, like like there's there's so many stories that are uh so similar in the strange tales that it's 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 easy to sort of lose track. Um I mean, I feel like this may be inspired somewhat by Pusilling stories as well. Like, although I don't know, do, 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 do the strange tales usually like get into the level of emperors and stuff as well, or is it normally I mean, just sort of like officials? No, they, they have. Rather I, than... You can it can be emperors too, but I mean, usually it's like more the the main. Like, if there's like a story about a ghost that's in love with somebody, it's usually a scholar official who's the recipient. Uh, you know, th- that seems to be the, the the standard. But there, but there are other types of people for sure. But uh, but yeah, I I would say it it felt like it. The the only thing that I would add to that is it do, you do kind of forget about the supernatural element 
as the movie goes on. Like it has to kind of remind you that there are these supernatural things going on. Um, but again, I think that might just be a product of they're supernatural, but they're still just kind of like you and me. And then the magic stuff was pretty mundane most of the time, to be honest. Like it was just like, yeah, changing, you know, from male to female and uh, trying to move a birthmark around the face. <laughs> um, <laughs> And failing at using magical treasures. <laughs> yeah, no. So I mean, yeah, I would I would say it has the elements, um, at least from from my opinion. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to do some Pusongling things in the future. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I, I enjoyed it. I I, I had fun. Um, and I think it's like you say. I think it's the kind of movie where you can just kind of go and enjoy yourself, and that's sort of the point. And I I wouldn't necessarily go in and you know, try to think too deeply on it. Um, there's probably some depth to it if we really like cracked into it, but I don't know. I think, I think it would require a level I... of, uh, like understanding whatever source material they're drawing on that, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if there is any source material, cause I think that the key takeaway from this is the phrase, you know, um, we when all is wrong and Ying Chen when all is right. Like that, that saying, yeah, it can, it can just be applied to to people in general, right? As yeah. a as a you know, don't just talk to people when you need them for something, basically. Yeah. Um, no. Exactly. Yeah. No. He's he, he well. He's basically using people as like a means to an end, is essentially. And, yeah. And he's a and he's a and he's a lusty guy. So you know, in times of peace, that's why he's always with the Inchun, and you know, uh, only when his position needs to be secured does he does he look to to Wu Yen. Yeah, I think that, that sort of saying is like the, the Chinese equivalent to like Aesop's fables type of thing, where it, 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 in a very short um, idiom, yeah, yeah, it captures a lot of story that which you may not necessarily understand unless you actually, you know, took took some time to look into it. And there's there's, there's even the question of whether this is actually a saying or there's something they just made up in the movie and that somehow managed to propagate into society. <laughs> so. Um... So yeah, so I don't know any any other thoughts on this one before we head out. Definitely watch it once. Uh, I'd say uh, the the humor is very well done in the movie. Um, probably wouldn't want to watch it twice, but that might just be me. No, I completely agree with Kenny. I think once is enough. Yeah, yeah, I I usually watch the movies on this show like three or four times before we do them but this one because this was one i hadn't seen and i knew nothing about it i wanted to just kind of get the i don't know like the review experience i get the viewing and not like over analyze it and i watched it only once and that's kind of a rarity for me and i think i think that was sufficient for me in in this case i think if um uh you know it might be something where i like you know if i wanted to show it to somebody else i might watch it again but I wouldn't necessarily watch it again on my own unless I was unless I really forgot all about it and kind of wanted to refresh myself. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I, I would I would agree. And uh, and so next week uh, we're going to be doing the Enchantress uh, and continuing with this theme of spirited beasts and ghosts. And um, and and and, uh, and Dion won't be with us. So it's going to probably just be me, Kenny and Adam, I believe. Um, and. And yeah, and also as always, uh, you know, we have a Patreon. You can you can check out the Patreon page and 
and if you want contribute to the podcast, we use that money for uh, movies and things. That, you know, just basically uh, the the upkeep costs of of, of doing the episodes. And uh, and yeah. So until then, we will talk to you later. Mm-hmm.